So I was talking to my PT last night. Gustavo. Gustavo, the man. He fixes me up. Worked on my elbow. I gotta see him. I feel like you guys. Oh my are... god! He was telling me about you know we had some great conversations. He loves to chat. I freaking love it. I like him because I don't have to talk to you. <laughs> but he was actually telling me about this thing called the Fall Matrix, which reminded me of some of the stuff that CrossFit.com has been posting about practicing slips for you know on the daily wad. And um, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think the guy's name he was talking about was someone called Perry Nicholson. I've got to look him up. Anyway, completely aside, what I was going to ask you about was what your thoughts were on Gustavo's opinion that health should or healthcare should be incentivized. So your healthcare premium, your insurance premium, you could drastically reduce it simply by being a healthy individual. So, yeah. like, you know, there could be a, a, a reflective or fair point system. It, you know, if your triglyceride levels are below here, then your premium is only X amount or... Kind of like health and kind of like um, life insurance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't you think that would be smart? And like, and I think the, I mean, I don't know how government subsidies work with some of these companies, but I think that would be a better thing for the government to to look to help subsidize versus just trying to implement free healthcare for everyone. I think it's a good idea. I think there are most likely pros and cons associated with it. So I feel like our listeners <laughs> need to know that we, we don't know very much about policy. <laughs> I know even less about policy in the States. <laughs> I know a little bit about you things in the UK. <laughs> last night, how little I know about anything. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I do wonder what kind of a little bubble you're living in sometimes. It's, it's okay, I, though. It happens to all of us. I can't be the only person that never heard of... What was it? Cambridge Analytica. Cam- Cambridge Analytica. What was the documentary we were watching? The, the Great G- Hack? The Great Hack. Yeah. I mean, I, I had an idea that there was something going on. You knew something was happening with Facebook and our privacy and data being compromised. I just don't, you know, I hate to say it, I just don't give a shit. Like... <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> All right. I feel like this is a whole other conversation I don't we need know. to have. <laughs> but anyway, about health insurance... I think that's a good idea. I think obviously there are going to be people that have genetic issues. So you can work out all you want, eat right, and maybe have high cholesterol or you know blood pressure. So it has to somehow be fair. Like yes. if you're doing, it should be if you're living a healthy life. Now, how do you quantify that? Is is challenging as well. Mm-hmm. You know, is it? an honor system where I go to the gym and they can check you. Is somebody signing off on that? What about people that run at home every day? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I like the incentives, you know, for someone like us who have paid for our own health insurance since I'm an adult. It's Mm -hmm. very expensive and I rarely use it, you know, luckily. But you're right, you know, should, should ours be as high as someone who eats fast food all day, smoke cigarettes, right. parties on the weekends, or parties every day. Yeah. You know, I think that's a novel idea if they can figure out a way to quantify it, which might... Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there, there is obviously correlation between the healthier lifestyle you, you live and where your biomarkers are going to be. So 
I'm not opposed to it. It's just a matter of how you figure out who earns what. Sure. And that's definitely a much bigger, in-depth conversation. But, but, but I like the idea of it. I like the idea of it. Yeah, I want to know what our listeners think. I'd love to hear their thoughts, maybe how that could be implemented. Or if we have listeners from Canada or from other oh, countries. Oh, yeah, other countries. You know, what are they doing? How does it work? That's not usually UK. <laughs> What's the UK do? They just have, they have a free healthcare system, but you can also you can have insurance if you want. Why would you have health insurance if it's free? Because the health, with the healthcare system, you're not guaranteed to get an appointment when you need it. So you could be on a long wait list, like six months, to get treatment that you really need. Insurance in general is such a weird industry. I wonder when, oftentimes when we talk about things like this, I go back to wondering like when things started. <laughs> That's what happens like last night when we were watching that documentary. And my mind just starts going like, this whole world is just like people landed on places and claimed it. Like, this is my land now. <laughs> and then, you know, all of a sudden cultures and accents and languages and all of that come up. Like some, some Lewis and Clark landed here and Columbus landed there and this became a democracy and this became a dictator. You know, it's pretty crazy. I yeah, don't know. I don't know how much they teach you at school about, they, other, I think they about try. other countries. <laughs> this, was, this was off the back of because the program was talking about Brexit and the EU. And then I had to try and give Jason a little mini lesson on, on how the EU formed, which really tested my knowledge, too. I, was, and I learned a little. And what was interesting, because we were at Christmas at your families, and they were talking about Brexit, and I was like, I have no fucking idea. What oh, I didn't even know that you didn't realize. There was like, they were fighting at the table, and I'm like... I know, don't talk politics at the table and I'm at like, Christmas. I'm just sitting there like, these people are fucking insane. What? A, because <laughs> they're drinking so much, and B, because they're talking about shit I have no idea about. And <laughs> I, um, so anyway, I listen to Howard Stern quite a bit, and there's a guy on Howard Stern that doesn't know a, a lot about history as well. Oh, right. And What's his name? His name is Sal. Okay. So Sal doesn't know much about history, and the, the, you know, the goof on him is that he pretends to, and I don't know so much that he's pretending. I think he really thinks he's right, and he says things that are even I know are wrong. I think I've heard him talk before, yeah. But I've, you know, I listen. And I'm like, they'll ask him about, uh, you know, what what is this? And I'm like, I don't know what that is either. <laughs> the difference is, I'm like, I don't know where he's making up some answer. So they mentioned a book called "Don't Know Much About History." Uh, oh yeah, and, <laughs> have you uh, started reading it? I downloaded it from the library. Uh, it's like 40 hours. It's an audiobook. I haven't started it yet, but I am intending on listening to that and just kind of cool. understanding. It's, it's too bad I didn't care about this in, in school. Well, I think, you know, with age comes different interests, so. It's, it's, it was the way in which they taught it. You know, it just wasn't interesting. I know. In that school. was like when we were watching the, the Black History Month documentary by uh, Kevin Hart, and you were like, Oh, yeah. If they only presented history like this in school, I would have learned stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's a shame that they didn't have famous celebrities coming in to teach you. Well, I'll tell you one. Okay, last thing and then we'll let it go. In, in sixth grade, there was a song called We Didn't Start the Fire. Oh, yeah. Billy Joel. Okay. Harry Truman, Doris Day, Red China, Johnny Red. Right? I know every lyric. Because they played a fucking video of Billy Joel talking about it. 
Right, but were you at the time like, what is this about? Or were you like, this is a cool song? <laughs> I loved Billy Joel. He was my favorite musician growing up, you know, until I found the Grateful Dead. So I loved Billy Joel. So of course I was interested in the song first and foremost. However, when they played that, I learned a little bit. And now I know, okay, that is an order in which things happened chronologically. Harry Truman kicked it off, you know. I believe it was like the 1950s. It was when Billy Joel was born. That's when the song starts. You know, so his point is, schools these days have to do something to make this shit more interesting. I want to hear about that more so <laughs> well, I think, than I want to hear about I health I think you've affairs. just kind of um, noticed about yourself is that you enjoy learning in a certain way. Like, uh, But that's a mistake schools are making. Yeah, yeah. This year alone, my goal is to read 100 books. Read, listen. Right? Okay. You couldn't get me to read back then. So it was something about, hey, you know, why didn't my mom... I don't know why I'm ranting at 7 o'clock in the morning about this stuff. But, you know, schools, parents need to figure out what motivates their children and and allow them to thrive off of that. Find things they're interested in, but also find things they're not interested in, but figure out ways in which they would enjoy learning it. Yeah, I I think, I don't know how... This is a deep I don't know how prevalent um, audiobooks were back then, but I think certainly that's something that's open. It didn't have to be an audiobook, but no, it could but have I'm, been presented I'm, better. I'm saying that's opened up your ability to learn more because, like you said, you don't really enjoy sitting down reading all the time. And so having audiobooks is something that's allowed you to, hey, look, you can go and be active at the same time as taking on some knowledge. Despite my miseducation. Is that a word? The miseducation of Jason Ackerman. <laughs> I turned out to be a moderately successful human being. So <laughs> fuck all my teachers back then. <laughs> no, I love my teachers. Mr. Snyder in fourth grade, Mr. Derubo in sixth grade. They were great. I just, you know what? Because I learned everything else. I just, history couldn't click for me. I couldn't, I remember fighting with my stepfather, Billy, because I just. Oh, because he loves just, history, right? And I just couldn't. I mean, I did well. I would pass, you know, I, I graduated well, high in the class. It just, I would memorize what I needed to memorize. Right. And, and it just, it just wasn't interesting to me. And I think you still have like this, uh, you hold on to this belief that you, that it's boring or I don't know, like that you're not good at it. Because whenever we go traveling somewhere, you're like, you show zero interest in going to any kind of museum, any kind of. But then historical site but then when we go and do it you're like oh this is kind of interesting certain museums right we find yeah. certain museums where i'm like the way in which is presented right I, I don't i can't recall anyone in particular can you what that we went to recently yeah that i enjoyed um i think you liked the biltmore estate in the end because it was kind of like you got a glimpse inside how that the people who lived in that house were living at the time. Yeah, like looking at the gym they Yeah, had. you like the gym. <laughs> that, you know, but I think it was also, hey, let's go to this mansion and kind of walk around le- leisurely versus, hey, let's go put on these headphones and push the button every time you're, you know, so... You need something a little more interactive. Interactive and at my own pace, and if I don't like something, you're, I can move on. You're like a millennial. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen with kids, it's like... Jason, the 40-year-old millennial. <laughs> with, with kids where it's like, you know, you're going to want to get them educated, but, hey, uh, 
Yeah. Well, I think we need to go back to Gustavo. He seems to be very successful with homeschooling his five children. (laughs) The more I think about it, the more I'm leaning towards homeschooling. Yeah. Lots of questions I have for the listeners. Tell me about what health insurance. Yeah. Any any ideas on how we can improve, uh, you know, the healthcare system that we have in the country? And talk to me about what they should be doing in the school system. Yeah. And so then, teachers, we want to hear your opinion. Oh gosh, I think we've opened up a can of no, worms. No, I love here. teachers. My mom's a teacher. Like, I, I respect teachers. I think they should get paid more. Like, oh, for I think sure. they're all doing the hundred percent. Like, it's not about that. And you know, for the, for a lot of them, in fairness, they're handcuffed to whatever the schools are telling them to do. You know, yeah. it's a bigger problem than just you know. And I'm and I'm sure this day and age, it's a struggle with social media and all that. So it's not a knock. You know. 20, when I was in school 30 years ago in elementary school, it's completely different than what it is today. Yeah. So I understand all the, the and, and maybe because of that, it is easier. Who knows? But, but, you know, I'm anxious to hear about that and whether or not we should homeschool. Yeah. And then I want to know whether people have gotten off Facebook because of the I thought about Cambridge that Analytica scandal. Watching it. It made me think about it because a lot of our clients have said to us, you know, in the last six months or so, hey, I'm not on Facebook. And it's made me think, hmm, I wonder why these people aren't on I mean, Facebook anymore. I think it's one of those things, too. I watch it. I'm like, maybe I'll get off Facebook. And I'm like, one person. And again, I get it. It's all like, hey, if one person does it, it's all that matters. And it's a trickle. And at the same time, whenever people bring up this kind of stuff, and I know it's a silly mindset, I'm like, I don't care what they know about me. Like, people are like, the government this, big brother. I'm like, okay, I do me. Like, I have nothing to hide. Like, I think the point is... It's the propaganda. We haven't, we, like, right, we haven't right. finished the documentary, but I think it's quite apparent that, that the information has been misused to, in a massive propaganda campaign well, I could to, tell you. to massively influence people. I was thinking about it last night. I was like, Jason's a persuadable... <laughs> No, well, the thing is, am I persuadable? Because no, that you, shit didn't work for me. Like, but I don't in some ways, away. okay, well, you don't, you, well, I mean. We don't have to get too much into our politics. Sure. But, you know, the whole premise of that documentary didn't work on me. Okay. Right? Do you, is that, am I right? I don't know. We, we haven't finished it. Stay tuned. I think the premise <laughs> of it, when you finish it, is that they persuaded people to vote for Trump and then to vote for the Brexit. That's what they were showing right. happened. Right, yes. so neither of us were persuaded. Well, I didn't have an ability to vote. Yeah, okay. Were you going to go vote for Trump? Oh, I see what you're saying. No. Okay, so there you go. Okay. I mean, I'm sure that's just two examples of what they're doing. Like, hey, maybe they fucking persuaded me to marry you. (laughs) They got me. They got me. No, that was all me, babe. (laughs) I didn't need Cambridge Analytica for that. (laughs) So, you know, I I like to look at it where it's... But but you, you never know. You All right, answer those questions. I gotta get work done.